Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If everyone just had that filter on their mouth... Before you say anything to another human being, regardless of how important you think it is, if it's not kind, shut the fuck up. Our society will be a much happier place. That is Maz Compton. And this, oh, this is episode 216 of the Osher Ginsberg podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Osher Ginsberg. This is my show, and I'm happy that you're a part of it. Today's episode is episode 216 with the delightful Maz Compton. You can find out more about her if you look at her on Twitter. Maz, M-A-Z, or Z if you're Australian. Compton, as in straight outer. Um, in the background, you might hear a uh, one of the Twilight films going on, uh, involving lots of werewolf fights, and my dog, Frankie. Uh, somehow thinks that he can combat the werewolves on the television. So every now and again, there will be barking. It's like that Daniel Day-Lewis film, just with less bowling pins. Um, look, I'm back from Canada, which is freaking amazing. It was great to be in Canada. It was great to have a, an adventure with um, the two lovely ladies in my life, my wife and stepdaughter. We had a, a fantastic time. Uh, gone 15 days, felt like four weeks, um, which I think is what you want. On the second last day, Audrey and I woke up kind of ready to go home. And that's nice, you know. That's You don't want to be on the second last day of your break going, I can't believe this is almost over. You don't want that. Uh, so it was good. It was, it, was, it was a good trip. But uh, it was a pretty perfect moment because it wasn't just – yeah, we were lucky in that we, we uh, had reason to go visit some friends who live far away over in uh, Montreal in the province of Quebec. And uh, we got to see a part of the world that was very, very different, you know, almost Europe, but in North America. Um, but it was the little itty bitty moments where we were kind of bonding as a family, which were the most special part about our holiday. The, honestly, a few seconds here or there, maybe a minute at the most, in a car, on a plane, wherever we were that we moved as one, negotiated an issue as one made a decision as one, shared a joke together. All those little moments are the things that, excuse me, things that were just the best. Um, and the best parts, honestly, playing cards every night. Uh, I know it's a very holiday thing to do, but um, in particular we played a game called Memory, which is where you put uh, 54 cards, including the two jokers, face down, and then you turn up card at a time looking for pairs. Each person turns over two looking for pairs and... Uh, George is just an absolute machine at it. I don't know how she does it. I don't know if I, the fact that I've, I've drunk away my hippocampus and my short-term memory is just absolutely shot, but the kid is extraordinarily good at that game. Um, but we also played um, a family version of Last Card, which is um, from the Griffin side of things. They uh, they have their own version of Last Card, which is a little like Uno or Uno, depending on... Uh, what part of the world you grew up in. Um, and a few people have asked me to 
talk about the rules of Last Card. And so here they are. Um, Last Card is a game for anywhere between two and, I guess, four players if you're playing with only one deck. Uh, you play with a regular deck, play with a regular deck, put two jokers in there. The object of the game is to have no cards left. Each person gets dealt seven cards, and you can only put down a card that has the same suit or the same face value as the card that is currently face up on the on the up pile. Um, there's some power cards that in the Griffin version of the game that you can only play these power cards if you're in the same suit or the same value. For example, you can play a two which means the next player picks up two. If that two is followed by another two, the player after that picks up four, which can be a double whammy. An eight means the next player misses a turn. A jack means the current player has another go, so you can put a jack, a jack, and a ten if you wanted. You could play three in a row if you wanted. Um, and we started playing a version where the queen reverses the direction of the, t- of the play. Um, but there are some, some cards that you can put down whenever you like at all. Um, an ace, you can put down whenever you want and the change is suit, but you have to call it. And the joker means the next player picks up six. And a few times, both Audrey and Georgia were holding jokers and they double whammied me. And that was pretty epic. So I'd be picking up 12. That was tough. Did it more than once. Uh, when you get the last card, you need to call it. If you don't call it, you have to pick up. So um, that's it. The jokers get dealt with glee, or I promise you that. Um, to check in with you, I've been doing okay. I've been writing a lot. I'm trying to uh, write at the end of the day how my day went just to try and keep track of how things are going in my head. <laughs> Writing down the parts of the day that shit me to tears. Then unpacking that and f- trying to figure out why. You see it all on paper and you go, oh, shit. That's why oh, that was a tough day. Or that why, that's why I was being a prick. And you can see where you might have been distorting your thinking. You can see how else you might have read the situation or, or another way that you might have thought about how things are going and then, you know, trying to save that for next time. For me, I look at it and I see, oh, that that's because I was just being self-centered and selfish. Okay, what's the opposite of that? To be selfless and generous. Okay, that's easy to fix. I'll try and remember to do that next time. And hopefully try, try and do the next day a little bit differently. That, that's kind of what I'm trying to do at the moment, just trying to course correct in a more regulated fashion um and hopefully i can turn this ship around quickly um just to try and do things today a little differently than i did yesterday in a more positive positive way so anyway that's what i'm trying to do this week um this week is the last week of these summer episodes episodes that were originally featured on the patreon exclusive feed only a couple of hundred people heard them um, and thank you very much for all of your support on Patreon. I don't run that campaign anymore, but thank you very much for those who did. You got me through a year and a half really wonderfully. Thank you. Uh, this is one of those episodes. It features the delightful Maz Compton, because I believe it deserves another listen. You can find Maz online. You can find her on Twitter at M-A-Z-M-A-Z Compton. Maz Compton's a well-known broadcaster. She's from Sydney, Australia. She For years, she was all over the TV. She and I worked... Um, opposite each other. I was on Channel V, she was on MTV. Later, she was all over radio, culminating in her stint on the very high-profile breakfast radio shift on Two Day FM in Sydney, which is the Fox or Hit 105 or SAFM or Hit 107 or wherever it is, the, the, hit, the hit station, wherever you live in Australia. That life, it's mostly behind her now, um, but she did write a book about her experiences. You can find her book at mazcompton.net. You can also buy it on Amazon. This chat is from a little while ago, so there might be a few things in there. You go, hang on, that that already happened. Right. Well, you know, now you get to hear what we thought about it before it did. It might be an interesting thing to listen to. Maz is a great chat. She's an inspiring woman. I'm grateful she came by the apartment to have a, have a conversation with me over a cup of tea. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this conversation with Maz Compton. Hello again, Maz Compton. Hi, Osha. How are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm always awesome. You, well, I'm not awesome. I'm having a shit day. You're having a shocker, aren't you're you? You're making it better. Hopefully this will bring some love and light to you. Because there's... Oh, who are you, Delta? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> she Gosh. signs... Off, she, that's how she signs a nickname. Love and light? Love and light. Really? Delta Goodrum. Damn. My new one at the moment is my email sign off is Peace, Love and Kettlebells because I own a gym. So I'm like, I really need to get into that whole gym space. When did you own a gym? Since April this year. Did you not know this? 
Hang on a second. All right, then. I was going to say, you look great. What's going Thanks. on? I, I actually own a gym. It's an F45 franchise. Oh, yeah? Yep. Where at? Own one, Avalon, Northern Beaches. Damn. Do you teach classes or you just no, own it? I don't. I just own it. <laughs> I just own it and work out there and pay people to do the classes. You pay people. Your brain's exploding. Oh, you pay people to. Like I pay the trainers. Oh, I thought you said, no, I'm pay- I'm like, it's like when you buy your own single to make it go number one. <laughs> No, no, right. we have like legit members that are right, there right, and right. personal trainers that take the classes. I did F45 for a while. Did you like it? Um, I did. And then? And I didn't. There's a certain, because uh, I did it at the very first gym that ever did it. Is that Surrey? Uh, Paddington. In Paddington. With the guy that created it. Right. All right. And I was there during the incredibly fast explosion of the um of the franchise and so. Yes. Um, it has gone mental. Yes. That's now, the official term. I would hope that the, the general uh, experience that I got was transferred with that franchise. I get what you're saying. Um, I... I had such a great time. Yeah. And I would recommend it to people. Go, no, no, there's probably one near you. You should go. It's unreal. You get really fast results. And then my friend came and she goes, they yelled at me. Oh. They yelled at me and they, 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 you know, and I'm like, that's not what I got. That's the problem with the franchise is you can't, they can't police yeah. all of that. So the thing you, I liked most yeah. about it is like there's 20 seconds just do as many as you can yep. with good form. That's all it is. Yep. All right. And then have a little break. Just that's it, rather than, come on, mate, hit yeah, your yeah, fucking yeah. push harder. What is this? I'm like, no, don't yell at me. Yeah. I would even say to the guy, just don't yell at me. It's real easy. Yeah. Don't, and, and then turn her off. Turn her off forever, you know? Yeah. I mean, that can happen, but I'd like to think that our franchise is one of the best ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've, we've got amazing trainers. And that's the thing with a franchise, right? Like, you buy into a business and then it really is up to you like to create the culture, yeah. to employ the right people, to have the right dynamics and all of that stuff. And I feel like we've done a really good job. And there's probably some other ones that, you know, due to different people's skill sets and weaknesses and strengths and stuff, they might yeah. have a different experience. So Yeah. Do you have any excuse to not go to gym when you own a gym? Nope. Except for Sunday because it's rest day and we are actually not open. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is good. Do you do the big hour-long one on Saturdays? Yeah. Well, when I'm not doing breakfast radio. Do you yes. DJ? No, I don't DJ, but we do have a DJ right. that comes in on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's a vibe. That. It's a cool thing. It's a good one. I yeah. like it. It's been a good distraction this year. No, I really liked it. <laughs> I, would, I would find myself going, before I was doing radio, I would go to the 915 Mothers Group class because mm. there was only like eight people there. Yeah. And it was awesome. So quiet. And you get yeah. that like one-on-one attention from the trainers, yeah. which when you would like need because you're When there was like 37 people in there, I was just like, I can't too, do it. Nah, can't handle it. Too, too many, busy. Too many kettlebells, too many ropes. It's like, <laughs> and plus I'm deaf and with all that music in there. <laughs> you can't hear anything. I can't hear or see anything. <laughs> but I started it before they had the screens and everything. Yeah. All right. So even that though I'm trying, to listen cool. to the, I'm trying to listen to the instructions and I uh, – but then the other thing is like I, like I like the idea that nothing in the room is heavy enough that you can hurt yourself. That's what I love about it too because it just makes, it makes high-intensity interval training really accessible yeah. to any level of fitness. And yeah. walking into a gym, if you're not used to going to a gym, is really, it's intimidating if you go all the time anyway, but yeah. it is really intimidating. And so one of, the, one of the things that I love the most about F45 is there's no mirrors. They have a no mirror policy yeah, in any of their gyms and it's pe- because they want people to walk into a gym and connect with someone, yeah. see a familiar face, go up to a stranger and say hello and start building a community rather than going to a gym, whacking your earbuds and just stare at yourself for an hour and check out your own form. The trainers are there to make sure your form is on point and you should be able to feel if you're doing an exercise right or wrong and they want you to connect with someone. Yeah. Which is what we're, we're built for connection. So it makes a lot of sense. And that's the thing that I found really inspiring as well is that I got to work out with Audrey. And yeah. I love How cool is that? working out with Audrey. Um, when I met her, she was going twice a day um, and so could beat me in a one-arm push-up competition any day of the week. Wow. Prob- and still can. Uh, yeah, she's um, a very strong and powerful woman. Good. And I really, (laughs) 
was right into going, oh, we're doing the thing where we interlock ankles and do kettle and, and we throw fitness balls towards each other. Cool. Awesome. I like this. This is kind of hot. <laughs> right into it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right into it. I loved it. It was, it was super fun. Cool. And I, I really, you know, I, I was really, but then I, I think I was doing, uh, I might have been doing kettlebell swings wrong and I hurt my back. And then, I, and then, yeah, but I went, then I went into the death spiral. Hurt my back and then I can't work out and then I felt terrible so I started eating food and I felt fat so I started eating food and then I was trying to get back into it and then I dislocated my shoulder and now oh, I'm just... Oh, no. Ugh, You're a mess. I'm a total mess. Shivers. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's right. I've got a new, uh, I've got a new uh, guy that's working on my shoulder. I thought you said I've got a new ab roller. <laughs> no, but I do on Studio 10 the other day. I was on Studio 10 the other day getting upset at Joe Hildebrand on television and... Um, they were selling the fat wobbler. You know, you stand on it. Oh. Just, I just want one. Did I mean, you go on it? No, no. They're never there. They shoot all the editorials on a Wednesday afternoon. Oh. And when they throw to Jono, Jono's it's fake. Not, Jono's fake. Jono's oh, not man, actually. That's there. disappointing. I get it. I get can't, it. You can't reset a studio full of neutral bullets and then pull it all out and get it all the ab rollers in. And those ads are always the same. It makes so much sense now. I'm like, how yeah. do they do it the same every time? Well, That's here's, why. here's the thing. Magic the people television. that use the ab rollers didn't get those bodies from the ab rollers. That's the important thing yeah, to realise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the vibration thing you think is a thing? I just want one. Haven't you ever used a power plate? Nah. Oh, they're amazing. Nah, I don't know. Like it sends vibrations all through your body. I yeah. think I'd. I'd be the one person that, like, has a brain snap or something, you know? Like, I'd be that one in one million person that stood on the vibration machine and then I died or whatever. No. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I'm not good with that stuff. How did it feel to shift focus and, and like, that's, that's quite an investment. Hang on a second, something weird is hanging out Frankie, of my dog's face. Frankie the puppy dog, Frankie the cavoodle. Come here, buddy. <laughs> He's got been up to his mischief. Arm. It's a leaf. What is it? He's got blue tag. Oh, it's blue tag. Can you do me a favour? Can you just jump oh. in the kitchen? There's a pair of scissors in the knife block. Oh, gosh, we've got to do dog surgery. Dog surgery. I need to sign up for this. Oh, good boy, Frank. Are you going to really cut his... Just, his um, little, just a little bit of my tube chin. There you go. Can you move your fingers so he gets distracted? There you go. There you oh, go. Never poor knew. little buddy. Never knew. Look at that. Dog surgery. <laughs> dog surgery complete. Great. Could you be any fucking cuter? Look at you, Frankie. Frankie. Look at that. What Frankie, are you supposed to do with that? Do you want to come home with me? I need a dog so badly. It's the only thing in my life that's missing now, I think. Got a gym. <laughs> Got a boyfriend. Got a boyfriend. Yeah, dog. Dog's dog. next. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to, you know... To make an investment, it's quite a it's you know it's a good startup cost yeah. to start a gym. It's yeah, not it is. Yeah, it's real estate. You got to buy all the shit that goes in there. Calculated risk, I called it. Yeah, <laughs> but absolutely nowhere near the industry you've worked your whole life in. Yeah, what was behind that? Because that's that's quite a that's I'm just you know for folks who who are listening, they may be going, but I've worked my whole life in this thing. I want to make all my money from this thing that I know most about. Yes. What was the decision to go? Yes, I've got this thing going on. Yes, this breakfast show is happening. I'm going to also put some eggs over in this basket. I know. It, I don't know if I consciously thought about it like that. It, it was an opportunity that presented itself and I went, yeah, I reckon I can do that. And, I, and so, I, yeah, I bought the franchise and then I went, oh, now I've got to set it up. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting journey, which it was. It was my boyfriend and I did the full setup of, of the gym from like it was an empty shell when mm. we rented the space to now it looks really immaculate. That was a process. And I think, I don't know, I just jumped at the opportunity and I, I really did go what is the worst thing that could happen is, I don't know, I lose a bit of money. So who cares? Like money's not everything. And if it goes well, then I'll have a successful business. And I felt like that payoff was so worth risking a bit of time, a bit of lack of sleep, a um, couple of arguments with my boyfriend, you know, spending a whole day painting in a toilet as you do being a tradie for two months. Um, it was so worth it. Nothing humbling about being a tradie. Tradies drive the best cars. Shit, there's money Seriously, and plumbing. I have so much respect for guys that do manual labour all day. We were doing – I was working in that gym for 14 hours a day, right. just – 
hanging off scaffolding, painting ceilings, lifting heavy stuff like pallets of equipment. And by the end of the day, I'd get home and I was like, I don't even, I don't, that's the worst slash best workout I've ever done. And I wasn't even doing a workout. I was just getting this gym up and running. So it's given me a massive insight into a whole nother world that I knew nothing about, which I used is cool. To, I used to drive because for, for years, you and I have been doing the same thing, where we basically, we work hard and create a product that people enjoy, but that product is essentially invisible. Yes. It's air. It right? is. Is what we make. Mm-hmm. And I always used to wonder when I, you know, drive past a shopping centre or whatever, like someone drives past this every day and goes, I built that. Yes. Or I painted that or see that thing there. Ten years ago, me and your Uncle Barry, we, we put that driveway in. Yep. You know, and I, I don't have – there's no – I can't actually walk away from something and going, that thing there, the hours of my day went into making it. There's nothing I get to do like that. Yeah, I, I know because I've had that dilemma myself where I think I had this almost meltdown about it. This was a while ago where I was like – I spent my entire life doing stuff that doesn't exist anymore or matter. Precisely. So it matters in the moment. Yeah. Probably more to me than anyone ever listening. Yeah. How important what I'm saying is at the time and then it's gone. Yeah. Forever. And yeah. first of all, that's a great skill to build a career out of, yeah. doing something that doesn't exist yeah. or matter. But also there's this sense of what is what legacy am I leaving here? And that's that's another reason why moving into business was a great sort mm. of transition step for me because I'm like, I want to build a community and help people become better humans. And I'm physically doing that now, yeah, which is cool. And there's a sense of satisfaction when I walk into the gym like I did at 5 o'clock this morning and Monique is there. And the first time Mon came to a class, she fainted after 14 minutes. And now she's doing an eight-week challenge. She's lost six kilos. She's smashing it out. She's like she's a completely different human being and she's so happy. And she says thank you to me. And I'm like, I did, you did the hard work, babe. I just opened the gym. But it's so nice to know that I'm actually making a difference. You do a five o'clock class? I don't do it every day, but there is one no, no, no. available. I wish there was a five o'clock class in this part of the world because I would do it. Yeah, 5 a.m., <laughs> it's, it's one of the busier classes too. And I think also for people with kids because they're probably up at like some ridiculous hour yeah. anyway. They're like, well, if there's two people at home, one can go to the gym yeah. while the other looks after Audrey the kids and then tag team. used to do the five team. o'clock class when they had one because she starts yeah. work at, at uh, 6.30 or 6.15. Yeah. Um, so she would do the five o'clock class, shower at work, and then get into it, get and it done. And off you go. And then it it's done for the day, then you're done. which is what I love too. You get it done, sets you up. Because yeah. uh, last time we were here, you did talk about wanting to make a change mm. with people and help people achieve a change. But it's, aw- it's awfully hard to do that at scale. Now, yeah. working on radio is one way to do it. Um, but there is something so powerful about engaging people in a physicality to get, I mean, I work about my, my new therapist, she's amazing. We do a lot of physicality work about, wow. you know, you talk about being in the moment. It's, it's most definitely about how do I get in the room? You know, I do a lot of, it's going to sound strange. but Oh, I, nothing's that strange to me these days, Osha. I do a lot of feeling my feet. <laughs> yes, so that you're grounded so when and we present. Were, when we were outside before having our conversation about that thing and I was yeah. telling you why my day's been horrifying so yes. far. I was concentrating as hard as I could at what my feet felt like inside my socks, inside my shoes. Okay. And trying to feel the skin on the top of my feet and feel the skin on the soles of my feet and feel the pressure differences between my right foot and my left foot and feel how my weight was distributed as I walked. Because what that does is it brings me back Back. into here, not into a possible future that my brain has decided is going to end up with Armageddon and (laughs) therefore reacting Totally. As if the world is ending. But we have to learn, like you actually, it sounds silly, but you have to learn to be aware of those things. Yeah. Like until someone points it out to you, it was pointed out to me about a year ago that I, um, I, when I would stand, would have all my weight in the front of my feet. And it's, it's a combination of wearing high heels for a very, very, very long time. So yeah. I'm really used to walking on the balls of my feet. Mm, you but want also, mm. Yes. Also just, just, le- just constantly being forward, like, Anxious, mm. like fight or flight, yeah. it's going to be fight. You know, like that 
always what's next, what's happening next, where am I going next kind of thing. And yeah. someone brought it to my consciousness and they're like, can you just sit back? Even now I'm sitting, in the, I'm sitting forward in my chair where mm. I probably should be just taking everything back a notch mm. and being in it. Yeah. These, Massive difference. Well, well, I hope you do because these are original uh, Ray and Charles Eames, nineteen forty-eight. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm really going to sit back. In dining this chairs. These are oh, actual yeah. original Eames chairs from Venice, California. Are they really? Uh, yeah, they are the real thing. Is this it was from my Abbott Kinney Road. Uh, no, but I used to live next. I used to live just around the corner from Abbott. <laughs> That's the only Venice reference. I know. Uh, these are um, no. These are. I'm a very big fan of um, mid-century design, and when I got the breakfast radio show and so i was like was this your treat to yourself right, I, have, I have a uh, one of the biggest tv shows i'm on one of the biggest tv shows in the country um and i've i've just started my first full-time breakfast radio gig i'm gonna buy some chairs i'm gonna buy some dining you i'm gonna buy some rebel. chairs that aren't from ikea <laughs> wow yeah. that's just a real testament so of where you are that's what at i did with life, the money right? that's what i did with the money because some people will buy like a ridiculous car or like i don't know have a four-day bender in vegas and yeah. you're like damn it i'm getting me some chairs yeah six of them and this parker table that we're sitting at as well <laughs> which can seat 10 i love it this table is a transformer and it goes out to 10 people that's, this table it's impressive it's a cracker really so yeah is. that's what that's what i did did with the money you are <laughs> one of the um so yeah fill your bot in these it's chairs. Right, it's back. It's right in the chair Feel now, the and curve. It's very how good, comfy. How good is the uh, the ergonomic curve for yeah. the lower back and the bum it actually, angle? It's, it's really It's extraordinary, good. isn't it? Yeah. I will just point out that Frank has found the squeaky toy. Yeah. And it's I a trade-off. I love having Frankie around. I wish, like, when I do a radio show, Frankie could just be in the room. Yeah. It's just, she, he's just awesome. He's good. He's We're, we're in the pre-humping phase, though. Oh, good. So I'm- he's going to... He's going to get this thing and he's going to thrash it around and then before and then, you know it, there'll be some humping and then he'll have a nap. Great. So, um, okay, I'm done. That's enough. There you go. That's enough. That's enough. No more. Uh, you're one of uh, a few people who've come on this show and has been very open about discussing spirituality. I'm very mm. grateful for that. Where are you with that? Where since, are you? Since the last time we spoke. Um, just further down the road. Yeah. I think. It's funny this... I feel like people are getting less weirded out by talking about spirituality these days. I think like a couple of years ago, it was like, oh God, it's so new age. It's like you're either into new age crystals or you're a Scientologist and there was no like middle ground. Mm. But I think people are becoming like, I don't know, more aware of the fact that there is a higher power, that there's got to be something bigger at play. And I think it it sounds less and less weird to entertain those conversations these days. And I think a few years ago, if you, you know, brought up a faith system or having, you know, like a grounding in some sort of faith, people just assumed that you were this like Christian and, and you had all of these ideas and, um, and judgment and condemnation and all of these like negative stereotypes attached to religion. But I think it's shifting now. I think people are like, Hey, it's not necessarily about going to church or um, or believing in God, in quotations, you know. It's more about being open to the fact that there's something bigger at play here. Yeah. We're all here for a reason. So figure out what that reason is and go and do it. Well, people don't mind it so much if it's a God that they're familiar with. Yeah. Hey, Frankie. Frankie. Cool it, man. He's- <laughs> Sorry, he's being... Very brave, Frankie, and guarding us from his own reflection. Obviously, a very spiritual dog. Humpy panda, humpy panda's out there. Humpy panda. So he's now going to sit on the couch outside and just look over his. Watch, he'll do the Lion King. He'll sit on the Pride Rock over there. Oh, it's such a Lion King oh, moment, it isn't is. it? Uh, oh, speaking of Lion King. Oh. Uh, I think it was uh, Zulu was a language. Sure. Do you know what it means? No. Here comes the lion. Look, here is the lion. Wow, that's insightful. There you go. That's a great fact. Like that's a good one for the <laughs> dinner table. You know another one? <laughs> Seven kilometers of fairy lights at the Bachelor Mansion. Stop. Take that to the bank. That is my dream home. Then seven thousand seven kilometers of fairy lights. Which poor bastard had to string those oh, up? There's about 12 of them, oh, 12 people that do guys. it. They only have to do it, guys what? and girls, and they only have to do it once. Sure. Uh, so the faith you're talking about is Sorry, just one thing. Back yeah. on the fairy lights, mm. is it 
Seven Ks of fairy lights, and if one of them blows, the whole thing goes out. It's not like the old days. It's not like the old days. That would be such a pain in the ass. New LED technology. They're wi- <laughs> they're not wired in. What was it series? They're not. Oh, there's one wiring system. They're not wired. So if you lose one, okay, you're fine. It's just, not like the old days. Where I you, had to ask. Yeah. Sorry. Christmas lights used to be the worst. So the, uh, the 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 spirituality stuff. People seem to be fine if it's a higher power or a god that they are somewhat familiar with. Or even the universe yeah. is a really, you know, it's a term that's thrown around a lot that people are really comfortable with. Yeah, but we're seeing with. a lot we're seeing it a lot at the moment that, you know, peaceful people who believe in a higher power and believe that there's something bigger that's guiding them, it's all fine and dandy if it is unfortunately, if it's uh the uh the JC. That's fine. Yeah. All right? Yeah. It's not allowed to be Muhammad. Even though or, and it's not about to be, you know, uh, Saul or King David. Or Buddha. Or, or Buddha. You know, whatever. it's, it's got to be the thing that is the most common, all yeah. right? That, that folks could find that peace and harmony and guidance through another deity of their choice seems mm. to be, at the moment in our society, unfortunately. I think that's a really Western view. Well, that's, that's, we just, since we've spoken last, 300 and something thousand people of our country, that's a fair chunk of our population have voted in a very seriously, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, shallow viewpoint around uh, different race and migration and integration yep. into this country. Totally. Um, it's a very extreme right-wing views and now got a, a voice in our parliament. And I, I think this is the, the, the thing that, that, that bothers me. I mean, when – and you see it all the time. You know, some person goes and shoots up a school in America and it's a lone wolf, mm-hmm. all right? That he was a baptized Christian, no one gives a shit, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, uh a disenfranchised and marginalized um, uh, man who was brought up in the Islamic faith, um, you know, shoots up a place. Yep. Suddenly it's, it's the first thing that, and, that and everyone thinks of and says. Muslims yep. are going to do that if you give them half a chance. I think this is, I guess, you know, my two cents worth because that's really all it is in the grand scheme of things. But I just think we're so used to... Blaming. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. God, in quotations, on people's bad decisions, and instead of owning those decisions. So regardless of religious beliefs or upbringing or whatever, everyone has the right to make a good or a bad decision. So going and killing another human, in my opinion, for whatever reason, is a really bad decision. (laughs) And it doesn't matter. To say the least. It doesn't matter how you grew up, whether you came from a family of um, like Muslims or Christians or money or not or whatever, like there's right and wrong and some things really are black and white. And so I just think if your religion is is ushering you into a, a position where you're making bad choices, it's probably not good. And I think everyone has but, the but what smarts. But what if that entire religion is telling you those choices are good? Well, that's where it gets really confusing because I, yeah, if you were brought up to think that those things are right, that's where it gets really confusing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I don't really know. Some people are brought up to think that their religion, be it Christianity or Judaism or Islam or whatever, is the one and the only one and yeah. everyone else is clearly going to hell. Well, that's 
to be honest, I think that was a lot of the messaging that I grew up with in church is mm-hmm. that, you know, this is God, this is who he is, this is what we do, and this is how we roll. And then you get to a certain age where you're like, hmm, I'm going to do a bit of research. And you go to Bali and you go and you learn about other Eastern religions mm-hmm. and you, you kind of come to this place where you're like, hey, if we can just all live harmoniously and be at peace with each other and I can live a kick-ass life and be a great human being, that's really how simple it, it needs to be. It doesn't need to be this war of who's right or wrong. If, you, if you've got that inner peace, it's okay. Yeah, go and settle into a bit of Hinduism, man. Go and see what that vibe's about. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, even meditation in general, like, I don't think meditation has, like, a certain god or religion attached to it. It's just, it's just learning to be with yourself and your thoughts and, and being grounded and, yeah. and just being true to you. I think that's a good place to start. I'd imagine that the other thing that gives me a little bit of hope is that besides what we see on television every damn day, we are actually, and it's, there's a fascinating book called The Better Angels of Our Nature. It's a very weighty tone, but it's, it goes to great lengths to prove the point. We are actually at the most peaceful time in all of human history, despite what the television tells you. Really? We really are. We are really at the peaceful. Less people are dying through war and violence in this age And it does lead me to believe that as a general rule, the the, the massive middle area of societal opinion uh, that that shifts and moves through the influences of technology and and, and climate change and and, and various influences on 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 our society as humans is generally always edging more and more to the side of Let's get on with each other. Yeah. Let's not stab each other when things aren't working out. Yeah. And let's generally be good to each other and try and be kind to each other I because feel like it that's feels our nature. good inside that, to help another person. That should be our natural default. And that we're pre-programmed in that. In fact, mm. that's also because I do love science. It's actually scientifically proven that the mm. only only path to lasting happiness is to help another person. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Your four days in Vegas doesn't. Doesn't uh, yep. these chairs? They're nice, but they don't make me lastingly happy. Yeah. What gives me a, a, a lasting contentment is to selflessly help another person. Hundred percent agree, and not tell anyone. Do you <laughs> think <laughs> that's the one? No one knows. No, that's the one. If you go around telling people how good you are, uh, you're kind nah, of not doing it. It defeats the purpose. Yeah. So, do you think that back on when you you said that this is the most peaceful times that we have experienced? Yes. We do. I because I. You tell me that and I'm like, really? Because yeah. there's some messed up stuff happening around the world. There is. But I just know about it because of media, technology, yeah. and yeah. this digital age where we have access to everything all of the time. And, and there wasn't a camera phone on site on fight. There wasn't a camera phone on site at every incident. Yeah. So that's probably the difference is there's this information overload where, and it is pretty much all bad news. When mm. you hear the news, it's like, I don't even want to watch it anymore. If it bleeds, it leads, man. I know. I hate it, but it's true. It's true. But um, maybe that's what it is. It's like I just, I just know in the back of my consciousness that there's some bad stuff going on, whereas, you know, 50 years ago there was probably worse stuff maybe. Way worse. We just didn't hear about it all the time. 50, I mean, yeah. We didn't 50 hear years it. ago. Oh. Not even. 20. Go back to the 70s. Think about the violence in the home that was just... I know. Yeah, I had see, to tell her twice, mate. Yeah, fucking good for you, mate. Yeah, see, that's she, really she had, frightening. Had she had it coming, you know. That's really frightening, actually. It's true, though. Yeah, yeah, it's you're true. right. When you think about the, we were just telling uh, Gigi the other night, she just couldn't get over it. I said, no, 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 yeah, my teacher used to hit me. She goes, what? what? I was like, yeah, my teacher used to hit me. And Did you get the go, cane at school? Oh, no, we had the strap. Oh, shivers. It was a. It that's was a, bad. Yeah, it was a cracker. I did deserve it when I got it. I was going to say, you of all people, <laughs> I probably. Did ask for it. Yeah, yeah. Now I get paid. Spare the to... rod, spoil the child. Now I get now I get paid to talk the same shit that I got in <laughs> yeah, trouble for then. And yeah, isn't that amazing? That full uh, there's circle a few more ba- There's a few more boundaries about the way I speak these days. <laughs> uh, but I guess you know, what, I, to, to take it back to the first question I, 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 I asked you is just your thoughts about the possibility, and just to put the thought out there that. One way of finding peace and alignment with the universe, and I'd love your thoughts on this, do you feel that one way of finding peace and alignment through the universe is superior to other ways? No. 
Not at all. I, I think whatever path you have to take to get to that place of inner peace, take it. Yeah. And it's we're all so different and we're so beautifully complicated and there's no formula for human beings. We're all so weird. And or maybe I'm normal and everyone else is weird or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. But whatever part if you're on if you want to find that inner peace for yourself, go for it. Like I would encourage everyone to do it regardless of the means you need or like try a few different ways to get there. But at the end of the day, like make that your mission. I think that's going to set us all up for a better future. If we're all, if you're at peace with you, you've got a better chance of being okay with everyone else. And I think that's the, that's the thing. A video uh, came our way the other day from Brisbane. There's this, this kid, all right, kid's got to be 14 or 15 at a bus stop in Brisbane. And these couple are sitting there because uh, he had slightly brown skin, um, mm. guessing his father was Maori. Um, this couple saying, well, where are you from? You're not Australian, are you? He says, no, I was born here. No, nah, you should leave. You should leave. You shouldn't even be here. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. That's... Says the white person. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want to talk about yeah. who belongs here? <laughs> um Okay, that's yeah. going to be an interesting conversation if you want to go historically. But it does, you know, it does. Yeah. Well, and I've sat here at this table talk with Jimmy about this. Um, you know, how can I make, how can I help those people at that bus stop feel less afraid mm. so they don't feel driven to basically verbally abuse a child yeah, in public I know. for nothing more than the colour of his skin. How do I make these grown humans, these grown adults, how do I help them see that there may be another way to live your life rather than afraid of everyone that's not white? That's why these conversations are important because I think the more you shine a light on how just terrible that is, the more people... I think people, I want to believe that people are good on the inside mm. and they know when they're crossing a line and they know when things are wrong. And I think you can't go to bed and, and have a peaceful night's sleep knowing that you've been a dick to someone. Like I just don't think that it's that we should be able to function and operate like but in that. But that, in that couple's mind, she's gone to bed going, I've made the world I've, a slightly safer place for my kid who has to go to that bus stop and now I'm less worried about her sitting next to a kid that's not white. Not when they hear this conversation. Because then they hear this conversation and I hopefully would think that that inner bit in their brain goes, hang on a second, like that's actually not my place to do that. And if I think if this general message of humankind, human kindness it gets out there where if if you're going to say something and it's not going to be kind, don't say it. Yeah. In general, yeah. that will stop all of that stuff <laughs> happening. Like if if everyone just had that filter on their mouth before you say anything to another human being, regardless of how important you think it is, if it's not kind, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Our society will be a much happier place. <laughs> you can quote me on that. <laughs> But I've got Facebook rants to write, Naz. <laughs> I've got articles oh, that are based in half truth. Can you imagine if Facebook truth. had a kindness filter? 90% of people wouldn't be on there. Wouldn't it be amazing if you'd probably want to opt in? Wouldn't it be amazing if Facebook had a, you know, like you have a spell check before you send an email, you can turn mm. it on or off. If Facebook had a, a are dickhead you sh- filter. Are you sure? We've scanned this post for words that might inflame people's opinions. Um, are you sure you want to write this? Pretty fucking racist. But we should, that should be in our brain. I'm an asshole. No, let me change it. Let me change it. That should, that filter should be in the forefront of our consciousness. And unfortunately for some people it's not. But again, as I said, I think these conversations are important because the more we have these chats, the more people will talk about these conversations Mm. and hopefully that message will get out there that, like we're all we're all the same we're all equal no one deserves anything more or less than anyone else and we should be grateful for every opportunity that we have and we should be kind to everyone that we meet I don't, like it's simple I right? don't I don't think honestly I don't think people in Australia at least are aware of that and well, and as you be. said like I'm dead keen to take Gigi up to Bali dead keen oh yeah go and get an Airbnb a little out of town 
Yeah, yeah. And just we can Stay walk down Changu, to the beach. Don't go to Seminyak. We can. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in up north. Like go up north of Bali and just you know. Walk, I mean, but she's seen that sort of stuff in Fiji. She, whenever mm. she goes to Fiji, she she takes all the clothes that we don't need. She takes them, gives them to the kids in the village. See, that's awesome. And you know, just to remind her when you know when she does crack her iPhone screen, and the hundred and eighty bucks that that's going to cost. Like, what would that hundred and eighty bucks do? Like, there's a you don't have to be sorry that you've got the money. You don't have to be sorry that you've got the thing. But just have a presence of mind to know that. Yep. This is an incredible blessing that through the luck of birth. Mm. We ended up in this country. That's it. Hey, potluck. It really, it really, it really is. But my my feeling about those two people at the bus stop is that once you go on that path of wanting to externally control every part of the world that you find distasteful, you will never feel safe and you'll never feel unafraid. You won't sleep. It won't stop. You'll start to want to control everything in your life, and mm. people around you will not live up to expectations and that think everything will start to offend you and you end up backing yourself into this corner of feeling constantly terrified mm. and fear is anger. Anger is fear. Yeah. That's it. If you're angry about something, you're afraid of something. That's the end of the story. So you start with you. Yeah. And so you've got everyone's got themselves and then you've got a person, she has a daughter, she has friends and it you – can be responsible for owning your space, your pool of influence and keeping it at that communal, like societal level, you know, which is just an arm's distance away for you. And it's not, you don't have to carry the weight of the world. You just change the world that you have. That's how I look at it. But here's the thing. If you, through having a different change of mind, find that certain people you used to hang out with, you don't want to hang out with anymore. I've already done it. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. They've soon, already been kicked out of the friendship garden. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, I love the friendship garden. Oh, we don't, we friendship don't know, garden is full. We don't know everyone in the world. We no. can't control everyone in the world. You can't we, control anyone other can, than you. We can choose the 15 or 20 people that we, some we can't, they're family, but mm. we can choose the 15 or 20 people we either work with or interact with every day. Mm-hmm. And bef- if we choose correctly, if we make some adjustments in that, way and those attitudes that we choose to surround ourselves with, who we follow on Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, within a very short amount of time, suddenly the world is going to seem a very different place. Mm-hmm. If you surround yourself with people that are afraid all the time and afraid of brown children at bus stops, the world's going to be terrifying because everyone's going to back you up. Yeah. If you change the tiny little world around you, essentially you've changed your entire universe. Yeah, 100%. And your life will become amazing. Yeah. And they, I can't remember the exact quote or who even said it, but- it's something like, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Yeah. And it's like you are a complete mirror and reflection on the people you surround yourself with, so choose wisely, mm. which is why I have a no dickhead policy. I just don't hang out with dickheads. If you're a dickhead, I'm not going to be your friend. What's a dickhead offence? Oh, ignorance oh. is one of them probably. Uh-huh. Egomaniacs. Uh-huh. Um, is probably the second biggest offence on the dickhead list for me. Um, and bullshit artists. They're probably the top three. That's pretty good. Don't bullshit me. No no garden for you. No garden. How long can someone be in the friendship garden? <laughs> oh, here we go. How long can someone be in the Maz Compton friendship garden with the lovely water feature and some fantastic natives in the corner? How did you know? Uh, native plants. Uh, how long can someone be in the friendship garden... <laughs> When they may accidentally revert to a former way of being, do they get an instant dismissal or do they get a hey? No, they get a hey. Because I have people in my life that I'm accountable to and if I ever go on an ego rant or think that I'm more important than what I actually am, they cut me down to size very, very quickly. So in like, you know, to honour the transparency, I would be like, hey, check yourself. Yeah, yeah. You good? Yeah. Cool. You can't use the words all Muslims around me. Okay? <laughs> you just can't. It's just not on, all right? You just can't. Yeah. All right. Now. <laughs> I've chosen very wisely the people yeah. that I surround yeah. myself with. They're all pretty incredible. There's a, yeah, and, I, you know, I've, 
and, and that's the thing. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know how to even say it without going. But I've got black friends. You know, I've got. You know, what was that great <laughs> line from the Friends or Rom song? I've got Aboriginal friends, friends. and homosexuals too. <laughs> friends or Rom? Oh my goodness! No, it was. Um, it was uh, the Self Righteous Brothers. Right. They did a song about being vegan. Oh, amazing! And it was, of course, you know the lyrics. <laughs> that makes me better than you. I'm so much better than you. I'll ride upon my high horse until you see the truth. I don't smoke and I don't drink because there's one thing I wish. Ooh, that no one would drink beer or vodka filtered through fish. Oh, my goodness. And this is, you know, Lindsay. What even is that it's called um, self righteous. That's amazing. Yeah, and Lindsay's vegan. You know, he's yeah, got, yeah. He's got uh, he's got cruelty free tattooed on the back of his neck. Oh wow, he's really committed. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. taking the absolute piss of people who go, I don't know, I'm 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 vegan. Sorry, I can't have that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, me. You know the worst thing? My psychologist asked me to stop eating gluten. I'm like, you can't. You can't. Don't ask me to do that. No, you can't give up the G. Now I have to go in a place and go. Have you got anything that's vegan and gluten free? Oh my gosh, what does that even leave? Like leaves, leaves, <laughs> broccoli. Yeah. That's no, pulses. it. I eat a lot of lentils. Oh, lentils. Yeah. What about uh, adzuki beans? Oh yeah, any oh, any yeah. bean is a good bean. I love a good adzuki bean. Uh, but no, I was I was going to say in that it's <laughs> it's very difficult to say. I, I've. Uh, Grateful in that I, you know, I grew up in the white suburbs of Brisbane, but thankfully mm. through my life and I've been able to travel a bit and uh, I worked overseas for a while and I've come to know people from many different country, countries, cultures and faiths. Um, now, I've come to know many people from the Middle East in my in my life and I have come to know and love and, and consider friends, people from parts of the world that we see on the news all the time. Yeah. All right. It was really weird the other morning texting my friend who lives next to the airport in Istanbul. Oh, wow. While people are shooting the place up and are uh, you going to be okay, mate? Oh, <laughs> you know? that's really intense. You know, it's, it's really heavy. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, friends of mine who live in Tunisia and friends who live in uh, Jakarta and friends who live in, uh, in, in Riyadh in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And these people could party like... There are no party, you know, like party heart, mm. all right? And they, these people are wonderful and, 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 and wonderful people and they fucking weep. Yeah. They weep when shit explodes. And of course they do. Nothing hurts me more than when I see people say ignorant shit like, but all fucking Muslims want this. Yeah, and, no, and when I see, you're wrong. No fucking halal. Like, you have no idea the conversations I've had with friends in tears. Mm. Guy, I'm. I don't know what to do. I. I'm so sad, and I'm so sad for for my country, and I'm so sad for what people. And I just. I can't imagine what it would be like oh. to be persecuted like we persecute brown people for every fucking horrible thing a white man did. Yeah. I can't imagine. I know, and I think again, it just comes back to this whole idea that we're all human. Like regardless of everything on the outside, on the inside, we all have a soul. We are all human. Yeah. Like let's start there, yeah. you know, and keep the judgment and keep the condemnation and keep the bullshit remarks to yourselves because it doesn't do anyone any good. It doesn't. And, and I, I believe anyway that we're here to do good. We are. And this was, I think we are hardwired as humans to look after each other. We Otherwise, are. we would have killed each other as a species. We're meant to connect. We would have never, like, there would have, every other, every other animal uh, kills itself or, or fights its own species for resources. Okay? Yeah. But we've been enough to go, hang on, let's care for each other enough that more of us get to live. Yeah. It's quite simple. Yeah, it's all, true. All right. But I do think, and I know Nakia Louie has been on the show and she's talked about it before and that the conversation isn't so much about racism and the conversation isn't so much about you know uh religious vilification the conversation's about white male privilege mm. that's a thing <laughs> that exists hang on let me let the big filler in frankie frankie you are like full-time man some time out in the- you are you are a full-time pet He's, he's had some time out in the So sun. fluffy. <laughs> um, yeah, white, white male privilege. Because the other day I was uh, lucky enough to be on a show called Studio 10 
And um, I need to figure this out, Maz, because I get quite passionate um, mm. about looking after humans. Well, you're a feminist, right? I would like to consider myself someone who's trying to learn to be a better feminist every day. Yeah, I, I would put you in the feminist category. I would like to introduce a new term. Yes. I get asked a lot if I'm a feminist and I my response of late has been I'm a humanist. Ah, nice. Which is a quality for every human and that covers all bases. Does. That covers all races, that covers all sexual orientation, that covers flipping the whole box and dice. So I like I think that term can be really important. And I'm not saying that I'm not a feminist. I'm just saying I'm a humanist. Yeah. And that's what I fundamentally well, believe is that as a human, we all should have the same rights, same access to love, same rate of pay to start, you know, let's start the ball rolling with those two. Safety, shelter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, what is it, the, the pyramid? Uh, the shelter, food, shelter, uh, safety, education, Wi-Fi. I think that's something like that. Well, these days it's more like Wi-Fi and then everything else. <laughs> everything else. Uh, but hum- but humanist, co- humanist covers it. And yeah, I think if so. You, if you break down all of the issues that you see, you know, particularly, uh, you know, when it comes to inequality, it, it seems to me that icky white men are fucking barricading themselves and buying bigger and bigger guns, uh, whether in this country those guns are policy all those guns are financial leverage to mm-hmm. disin- disadvantage anyone that's not part of their gang mm-hmm. um, to defend their position, to hold on to their power. Yep. All right. How dare a person who wasn't born here or comes with a different last name or is a woman have a thing that I also have and that me and my friends can control for the benefit of ourselves. Mm-hmm. How, when you live in this society, which is, uh, you know, I, I can talk about Australia. I can talk about America a bit because I lived there for a while. But, uh, you know, and I've said this before, in this society, Australia, this is a system completely designed for, uh, rigged for the benefit of and policed with violence by white men. Yep, 100%. There's diversity in the police forces and they're run by white men. Yep. To keep white men power. Around now, the only thing that's going to happen when you start sharing that power around, let's even go white women. Yeah, shit's going to get fucking awesome fast. Yeah, yeah. fast. You start yeah. giving women power everywhere, things are going to get rad. Yeah, quickly, quick. It's true. Sticks. It's so true. Without there's, I mean, there's, there's. It's not even that hard to consider. But if you start breaking down every news story and you go, where's the white men that are afraid? and trying to protect their own interest here, mm. it's pretty easy very quickly to see why there's a problem. Yeah, 100%. And I say that as a white man, <laughs> s- straight white man yeah. who was born into a middle-class family yeah. in the cushy, safe suburbs. You're like the poster boy for those guys. <laughs> well, I'm an immigrant, so... Well, not so much I'm, then. I'm a bit Jewy too. On paper. I'm not. I'm not. On paper, <laughs> I'm Jewy. In the flesh, I'm not. Reverse engineer that statement if you want to. I'm nice. their worst nightmare because I'm an immigrant and my mum's from the Caribbean, so I'm half black. Like this is, and I'm a woman. Ah! Good lord! They're gonna freak out. <laughs> Don't put me in a position of power. They're gonna shit themselves. Wow. Yeah. Well, well so yeah. I mean, oh fuck. You've, when do you have to go? Oh soon. What's the faith version of looking for? You know, where's the white man who's afraid? behind this story what's the faith version of that well uh, when, you, when you're worried about oh i don't understand this person they don't want to eat bacon yeah. ah. so i think what we've kind of landed on here is fear mm. so people making fear-based decisions yeah and when you start operating out of a place of fear you're going to back yourself into a corner and that's not how we're meant to live. But how do you talk to someone so, who's like finished high school barely at 15 and, you know, has that? Yeah. It's, it's not. Somehow I think, I mean, that's a massive question. I think somehow like the system's broken and we've got to figure out a new one. I think that's what's yeah. going to happen. I think um, I went to um, see Brene Brown speak. I'm not sure if you're. I don't know who that is. Oh, she's in an incredible communicator. She's um, a shame researcher, shame and vulnerability expert. And um, 
somebody actually, uh, she's American, she's from Texas, and someone asked her about what's just going on in America with the political system and just, mm. and what her opinion of that was. And she, she had a fantastic response. She just said, the system is broken. Yeah. This, the tower will topple. And so what we all have to do is figure out what it's going to topple to. Because yeah. ta- it's going to happen. Like it's yeah. going to topple over because the system is broken. And I think, she, I think she means the political system and I think our education system needs a bit of a tweak. Oh, yeah. And so what she was encouraging everyone to do is like at ground level, which is me and you and you listening, as an individual, figure it out. Figure out how you're going to be a good person. Figure out are you going to be kind. Um, don't live your life based on fear. Start doing things that scare you in a good way and reaching out and crossing those boundaries. And I think once we all start doing that, we'll come up with what it's going to topple down to. I don't think anyone knows the answer just yet. But I loved her response that the system's broken, tower will topple, and it's up to us to to kind of figure out the foundation for the next thing that we're going to build that hopefully will work. Does that make sense? It does. Back on that fear stuff, like... People may not realise they're living in fear, though. No, and Because it's don't. empowering. It's empowering to say to someone else, yeah, he was at the bus stop too. Fuck him. But that's not empowerment. That's so not it. That's crippling. When you start taking down your neighbour, that's crippling. Empowerment is encouraging and positive and kindness and um, uplifting and and protecting someone and helping. They're all empowering things you can do for someone. Stripping someone down um, and and being a dick to them is not a, it's not empowering. It's crippling. And and those people feed off that fear and live in that fear and they stay in that jail cell and they'll never experience what a fulfilling and amazing relationship um, can be because they're too scared. Relationship with anyone on any level that will keep you in a jail cell, in my opinion. So and I don't know how you communicate it to those people. I I actually don't know what that. The, the answer is there, but I feel so sad for those people because mm. they are missing the point of life, hmm. like in a massive, massive way. If, yeah, if you're angry at everything and you're pissed off at everything, is it a great way to live? It's, Probably not. No, not, a, not even being angry at like a few little things. It's so, and this is only something that I've learned in the last few years. You know, I, in my 20s, I was just like, determined media, entertainment, correspondent, you know, like feisty as person. And I've just come the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's so refreshing to yeah. know I don't have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I can just do my bit and, my, and I'm doing a good bit like and I'm said, happy with that. Like we said before, between your immediate family and the people you choose to have in the friendship garden, and who you choose to follow on social media and what you choose to watch, that is your world. That's your world. That's essentially the whole world as far as you're concerned. Yeah. And you can shape that. Yep. And you can shape it to be something you're afraid of or you can shape it to be something that you love and nurtures you. Yeah. And that's well within everybody's control. 100% agree. I can't think of a better way to get out. No, it was pretty good. It's pretty good out. Sweet. (laughs) I'm happy with that. Thanks, (laughs) Mass. Thanks, Sasha. And that was Maz Compton. You can find her online, M-A-Z Compton, M-A-Z-C-O-M-P-T-O-N. Back with a brand fresh spanking straight out of the esky episode next week. Um, thank you very much to all the emails that came through this week. Super, super happy to hear from you. Send us your email at gmail.com. Thanks very much for all the podsy pictures as well, which is a picture of what you're looking at when you're listening to my voice right now. So take a photo of whatever it is you're doing right now, send it to me, email at gmail.com. It's always interesting to see where you listen to the show. Um, very happy to have been involved in some excellent bushwalks, uh, some great report riding, some good driving, some train, high-packed, high-intensity, high-population train carriage listening this week. So I'm glad I could be there with you uh, as we commuted together um and thanks again to everybody that told someone else about the show this week that makes a lot of difference for us here 
A big thank you to uh, everyone who helped, make me sh- helped me make the show this week. My audio producer, Andy Marr. My show producer, Hayley Van Spania. And, of course, music, as always, by Toe Hider. Until we talk next time, thank you so much for listening. Um, going to be a big couple... going to be a big 2018. A couple of big shows on the way. And I can't wait for you to hear them. Until we speak next time, sleep well. Dream of beautiful things. 